Welcome one and all to Umami Manga. I'm Petter and this is James. How's it going? And today we're talking about volumes 5 and 6 of Vinland Saga. One quick thing I'll say that, that I thought was kind of interesting about this book is that a big majority of it, like, I guess there's a bit of the beginning that I'm like not counting into this, but like pretty mu pretty early on and until the, the end of the book, it's pretty much just one continuous event happening mm -hmm. throughout these two volumes. It's like over the span of like 24 hours or maybe even less than that is like pretty pretty much the, the, this entire piece of the story which I, I thought was just really engaging to follow these characters over that relatively short amount of time but still so many things went down oh yeah uh, so so yeah, anyway going into Thorfinn I think one of the biggest things we get confirmed is that Thorfinn is basically royalty in the sense that he's a son of a of or not son, grandson of, of nobility, uh, and that he's the uncle, or excuse me, the nephew of Thorkel, uh, which I did not see coming. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That was that was definitely an, an interesting reveal, especially kind of from, or well, I mean, I I guess it was interesting in 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 all of the ways that we we got it, but to know that Thorfinn is actually related to Thorkel, it was definitely <laughs> yeah. definitely funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, genetics. Seem a little different there. <laughs> uh, I mean, he has his great uncle, but you know, he's just towers over everybody, <laughs> and and Thorfinn does does not. So for I sure. Mean, to be fair, all of my uncles are like over six foot, and I'm five nine, maybe five ten. You know, so it, I'm a little salty about that. So maybe <laughs> maybe Thorfinn feels similar. Anyway. I w I'm wondering if that will play a role, uh, as I mentioned previously. You know, will his royalty lineage matter later down the line after this war? Mm. If it ends, yeah, I, I guess relatively soon. Royalty might not be an accurate word exactly, but at least some. Yeah, you're right. At least pr very prestigious, high class nobility. No, no nobility. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Mm. So yeah, I mean, that's just, I guess that's a plot point that. I would mind seeing uh, talked about more. Absolutely, yeah, and I mean, I was very happy with all of those sorts of reveals. I mean, because th that's basically what we had both been wanting, sort of, especially right. after Thorfinn's first encounter with Thorkel. Mm -hmm. uh, speaking of the two of them, <laughs> Thorfinn just straight up clawed his eye, like Thorkel's eye out. Oh was, my god, <laughs> was a lot of fun to see. I thought. Oh. <laughs> I mean, that uh, fight again delivers in r some really cool action. Absolutely, um, yeah, yeah. I, th I think it topped the, their first their first uh, match. Uh, it was yeah, I think a lot that's of fair to say. Mm -hmm. But I guess about the, all of the reveals that Thorkel gave Thorfinn, since it's related to, it, it obviously is very related to uh, Thor's and and Helga. I figured we could talk mm -hmm. about that here under under Thorfinn, since there isn't much else on those two, but they well they are obviously mm -hmm. very tied to Thorfinn. So, well, well, yeah. Uh, Helga being Sigvaldi's daughter, like so, we got more detail on that. We knew that she was right. Like, yeah, she came from some sort of high status family, but now we knew we know exactly, and it's in, in fact the head of the Jomas Vikings. So that that was a lot of fun, and uh, you know, makes sense given what we knew about Thor's as well, that they would both kind of come from that background in a in a way. Um, but what I thought was cool to know also was that apparently Helga never. Like she, she, she seemed to at least based on her or based on what Thorkel said, Helga was never really 
that positive to to fighting in general like she mm. apparently she was more against that pretty much always and so I, I think it makes sense that Thoris may have like adopted that mentality from her kind of like his pacifist ways that that we saw him have before he died yeah I wonder what made her so supposedly passionate we haven't really seen that uh, I guess opinionated side of, of Helga true yet but if it's enough to get Thor's to change his ways, then, um, you know, what caused her to be like that? Or was she just always like that? Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that, I, I, you know, their their backstory and how they, I, I mean, we know how they met. But, you know, how did their relationship get to the point where they were basically soulmates, you know, and, they, yeah. <laughs> and she changed his, his opinions? Um, exactly. So, yeah, I, that, again, another point I want to see. Another thing is Helga's father, Thorfinn's grandfather. Um, is he still alive? I, I I assume so, but is he yeah. is he just not? Is his nobility mean that he wouldn't be in this war at all? Is that is that what I was to understand? Like he uh, he's got to be old, like because we know that Thorkel is fifty years old, at least roughly. Oh. Okay. Because he, he said he's he had there was a line where he he said something like in all my fifty years of living or something like that. <laughs> I totally missed that. Okay, great. But I, I mean, for sure, Sigvaldi had to be uh, the older brother, right? Exactly. Yeah. The, the ruler. I also get that vibe. So he's he's above fifty at least. I guess I was just thinking that Sigvaldi might be too old to be like fighting in the war. So that maybe mm. he he's just kind of at the like in Jomsborg or whatever you know where the Jomsvikings hide out or not their hideout but their their base is or their their town mm-hmm. is their like, village yeah maybe he's just hanging out there uh, and kind okay. of giving commands sending out messages and stuff I I don't know okay but he but I do agree he does seem to be alive based on how it sounded when they spoke about him right so they they also refer to him as the battle king of the Baltic Sea. Uh, so why why call him king? Is that just a title? Versus, you know, I get the feeling it's we... a title. Uh, just uh, just okay. because of the 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 extremely kind of badass reputation that the Yom's Vikings had. <laughs> you <know>? True, true. <laughs> <laughs> so how did so how does this work? So Sigvaldi being nobility is under the king. Is that so? That is that what I'm supposed to the king of Denmark. Is that oh yeah. Um to understand. I actually don't know under which nation or you know kingdom he would be noble nobility of actually I don't I couldn't say but I, I guess mean, if the Yams Vikings are supporting Denmark then surely it'd be under Denmark. Unless they're more just like working for whoever pays pays the best. I th- I, I could see that Oh, cause... they're being paid. Oh. Maybe because I, I at least from what I've understood about the Yom's Viking. Well, first of all, it's not guaranteed that they even existed. Uh, but <laughs> but if they did, what what people seem to think at least is that they didn't necessarily work for one single nation or one single kingdom. They Interesting. they so, sort of were flexible enough to kind of work where, wherever they had their the best opportunities. From from what I've understood anyway. Okay, okay, and I guess just speaking about. A battle that the Yom's Viking apparently had. I I can't pronounce the name, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bother. But there was a battle between them and Norway. Yes. And that's where that's where Thor's basically uh, staged his death. So, 
according to the back of the book, that's a real battle mm. and it, with the Norwegian Vikings when they were trying to, I guess, uh, be a sovereign, you know, be their own nation. Yeah. And so it, that supposedly within the story that happens fairly recently, at least within the past 30 years or so. Uh-huh. Um, so I don't know. I just I just wonder what's Norway doing right now during this whole Denmark invasion of England or excuse me, Britain. Yeah, I I, I mean, historically, I, I don't know exactly, although I do know that Norway was on numerous occasions throughout history under Danish rule. Uh, it wasn't just like mm. a thing that happened once over a span of time. I think it, it was, I, or at least from what I recall from like in like learning about like Nordic history in school, I do think Norway was was at various points in time under Danish rule. Uh, so that kind of sucked for them. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't realize that. I, <laughs> uh, I I I'd always thought the Vikings were a little more collected group and and maybe weren't separated by nations, but. I also didn't. I I didn't think that that one nation would be ruling over the others, but I, I guess that goes into um, tribes and and I guess uniting a country into one nation. Yeah, right. And it's it's also different, really, depending on what part of the Viking Age you're looking at. Because uh, Vinland Saga takes place at the end of the Viking Age, and so at this mm-hmm. point in time, Denmark is Denmark. Like it, it was united by. Uh, Harold Bluetooth, supposedly, uh, which was, mm. you know, as we talked about last time, the grandfather of Knut. Uh, so relatively, recently, you know, relatively recently, Denmark became mm-hmm. became Denmark, and Norway seems to be a nation as well, and I think Sweden is also. But I think they're all relatively new countries at this time, at the beginning of the Viking Age, like three hundred years prior. Or so I don't think they were kingdoms in 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 that same sense. So. Uh, but 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 that was still like, I guess that's still considered the Viking Age. And I think the Danish raids in, uh, you know, on the British Isles, ha- started to happen even as early as back then, like two to three hundred years mm. prior to to this point yeah. in history. So, yeah. I yeah, uh, the Vikings have been active before the nations became a thing. Which yeah, made which makes sense. Yeah yeah. Anyway. Uh, Actually, I have one last thing on 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 Thor's. I think we were right about Thor's in our in our first discussion of Vinland Saga uh, when we said that, like when he's referring to what it means to be a true warrior. Uh, hmm. I I feel like we got a bit more insight into that in this book because it seems like it seems like what he means by being a true warrior is essentially, uh, I guess, being a family man uh, of sorts. That's basically what we were thinking or, or speculating on uh, back then. And at least to me, that still seems to be the case based on this book. I agree, especially with, you know, the the pose he makes with Helga and, 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 and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, when, he, when he says that line, I, the problem is when Thorkell looks at Knut's eyes and he sees them being similar yeah. to Thor's, that's where it gets confusing to me. Ah. Um, I, and I don't know if it's because... Because Thorkell thinks, oh, wait a minute, maybe that's a sign of a true warrior, and maybe that's... Because he's trying to figure out what that what that was. Exactly. What was that look in Thor's eye? What I could have 
gotten that if I went with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he kind of sees that in Canute, and, that what, and that's what makes it interesting. But obviously, Canute doesn't really have any of those like family ties at this point. If anything, he's kind of severed those family ties. Mm. So I, I don't know. Maybe it's different for each person. Maybe that's what's trying to be implied here. But then again, why wouldn't, why wouldn't you know some Norseman who was a, a great warrior on the battlefield who was very passionate about it? Why wouldn't they be a true warrior in that sense? I I don't know. Well, I, it, yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. I guess to, the way I interpreted that look in Thor's eyes, which mm-hmm. Thor could also later saw in Knut's eyes, I I I think it was a look of a of a pacifist. Okay. I think that that's the common. Good point. The the thing that that Thor's and Knut, Knut have in common, mm-hmm. and especially in those moments, in those scenes where Thor sees them with those eyes. Mm. Uh, so I I think that's what that was supposed to mean, but Thorkill, I think he he misinterpreted it into being into being related to the true warrior type of thing, and that, and obviously yeah. yes, hence why he Good point. chose to follow. But I mean, obviously, I don't know for sure, but. Right, right. No, that's that's a good good point. I, I think I'll definitely have that mindset going forward. Hmm. Uh, I do think it's funny calling Thor as a pacifist, which he doesn't want to kill, but he'll kick your butt. So <laughs> I, I'm a pacifist that that could wreck you, you know. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. True. But you, you, you got to do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. I mean, yeah. He he doesn't seek a fight. And, you know, you're right. And he and he in the first book, he had this whole talk about or, you know, he, he was telling Thorfinn that he has no enemies. And right. No one has enemies. And, and, yeah, exactly. Nobody has enemies. And I think he, he stands by that, that he, he doesn't have any, which is why he doesn't why he shouldn't need to fight. But he only fights those who seek to fight with him, which obviously, sadly, it happens. But. But anyway, uh, right. I, I guess th- that's something I'm really hoping for Thorfinn to to come to terms with eventually in Absolutely. the story. The fact that he doesn't mm-hmm. have any enemies. Canute mentions that, no, you guys don't have any enemies. He says something similar, but then he's like, I will give you enemies. He's like, wait a minute. Yeah, <laughs> right. right, right. That's a little contradictory. <laughs> However, th- thinking about it, perhaps it's more like the enemies I give you will be for protection, not you know, we're protecting our family. We're protecting our country. Mm. I'm protecting you as king by giving you and by giving you that enemy at, at that moment. But normally, you don't have enemies, so maybe it's in that way. Yeah. But it's not really clear. So. Right. I mean. Anyway. I I like the fact that he isn't like a copy of Thor's. Yeah. Like mm. his ideology that he that he kind of picks up in this in in, in these volumes. It's definitely similar to Thor's, but it's it's definitely not uh, identical. So mm-hmm. I think, well, and and like at least the way I the way I see it is that Knut's ideology is like, I guess a slightly flawed version of Thor's ideology, perhaps. Oh. Uh, or at least a more immature version, because uh, obviously he's younger and he doesn't have as You're much right. experience. So it's gonna mm-hmm. be it's, it it won't be as refined, I suppose. It also has the air of, um, you know, nobility, uh, yeah. royalty, you know, that, that's associated with it. So right. it, it'd probably just be inherently different. They're both with their mentalities. But still, yeah, I True. I like the comparisons and I'm excited to see, you know, if Thorkel can find 
what he's looking for. Yeah, absolutely. So Thor's told Thorkel that he will go somewhere that's not here. And I, I just, it, it's just a small thing, but I thought it was nice that he said, like, he used those words because that, that was the last thing that Hordaland said at the end of chapter one. Somewhere not here. Ah. Or somewhere that's not here. Ah. When, when she talked to Thorfinn before they moved back in time. I think I have more to comment on that, but I'm going to mm. wait until a little later. All right. Um, Don't forget about yeah. it. <laughs> no, I, I, hopefully I won't, but may, maybe you'll bring it up when I when I bring it up. <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, moving back to Thorfinn, if there's anything more. Yeah, so just one thing about his relationship with Askeladd. It, it feels kind of like an uncle figure. Yes, he still wants to kill him, but at this point, I, you can't say father figure, but he's definitely supports him like like kind of a, a family member, you know, mm. not related by blood. Uh, he goes out of his way to save Askeladd. I mean, yes, he's going to be the one to kill him, but only he could be the one to kill him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, it's under the skies of revenge, of course. But I, I think, you know, he's been with the guy for a few years and th- there's probably a bit of attachment to it as well. Um, so... I, I think it, it it's fair to say it's something like an, an uncle, if you will. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's complicated, but I guess that, oh, absolutely. that, that could be the case with an uncle as well. Yeah, think yeah. of Scar. <laughs> <laughs> right. Scar from uh, not Fullman Alchemist, um, from no, The Lion King. Lion King. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's all I have. All right, then let's move on to Askelad then. His men start losing trust in him like just very briefly at the start of uh, mm-hmm. volume five. And then obviously later on, they full on go against him. And well, I, I guess it doesn't really matter since pretty much all of them end up dying anyway. But, uh, <laughs> but, but uh, it's really just everything kind of has been going downhill for Askeladd, like especially during these two books, but I guess it started even a little bit before, but especially during these right. two books, uh, Askeladd just did not have an easy time. <laughs> No. And honestly, I did not see this coming when I started the book. Mm-hmm. You know, the the entire mutiny yeah. of, of his of his group. It just kind of creeps up on him. Right. It, it does. Yeah. And I think it leads to some pretty cool moments, um, intense moments. And then, you know, when he shouts, or not shout, but he just exclaims to everybody that, I hate your guts. Like, I hate all you Danes. <laughs> um, which kind of confirms... What he said in in the previous book, we were like, "Well, did he really mean it?" It's like I, I think he really meant it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At this point, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah. I guess going back, his luck running out. I mean, I I really can't say much to other than fate or think things happen. You know, like mm-hmm. there's not much you do against it. All his scheming. I mean, to be fair, if his men would have, uh gone with the plan of destroying the bridge and crossing the river and just kept going, they probably could have made it out okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, of yeah, exactly. can't trust these people. We can't trust these Danes. <laughs> no. Nope. I, 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 love, I love how the conflict in, in this part of the story has been purely between the Danes. Yeah. Like, they're in England and all, but 
the English people are not the problem. It's only themselves. <laughs> it's true. The poor English <laughs> at this point. But, you know, that actually brings a good... Another thing mm. with Ascalade is he was talking about the Anglo-Saxon Saxon history. He's like, well, you yeah. guys came in and wrecked my ancestry. You know, the Celtics mm. and, and, you know, the, the Wel- basically the Welsh people right. took all this land away from them. So are you really that much worse than us? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think his hatred extends beyond the Danish to probably the the Britons as well. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I think for Askeladd, he takes a lot of pride in that Welsh-Celtic heritage, as we, as we talked about before. Right. And he probably doesn't see himself as a, a, from Denmark. Right. At, at the very least, he's, yeah, exactly. He he seems to kind of neglect that part of himself because he he from what we've seen about his childhood, because we saw a little a little piece last time, and we also saw a little bit more uh, here, and it, it it seems like his father wasn't really part of his upbringing, uh, right. at least from what we've seen. It was pr- pretty much just his mother who who was the for you know his his, his Celtic side, and. And based on especially what we saw this book, it it definitely seems like he had a pretty rough upbringing, like a pretty just living very poor, and his mother seemed mm-hmm. to be sick, uh, in the scene that we saw there. And so, yeah, he he must have had a a, a really a really bad childhood. Well, yeah, must have really scarred him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I would love to see more about how he got to the point where he is, where he has his own band of of. Uh, well, he did have his own band of Viking <laughs> pirates. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I would like to kind of see that progression. Oh yeah, or, or even just more of his like like younger life. Uh, yeah, it's yeah, also yeah. something I'd also really like to see. Kind of absolutely. Where does he really come from? Like, how did he become who he is? Uh, but but you're, you're right. Also, how he became the the leader of of all of those Vikings? Because I mean, really, he. He seems to have really made a name for himself, being hired by the mm-hmm. Jonas Viking, or at least being, or not not officially, but being hired by Floki, at least to, mm-hmm. for that job and and all of that. Because I mean, they're truly great warriors, not not compared to Thorkill, but but still. Right. Speaking of his childhood, mm. his mother mentions again King Atorius, and yeah. he's like, "Well, that 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 person's dead, right?" And he's, "Oh no, he's waiting for us in in the west." in Avalon. And so that seems like a a paradise for uh, their their people mm. and I guess maybe for Ascalot here. And what I noticed in this in this book and I think about the previous books is everyone is looking for a paradise, some sort of paradise. Yeah. Whether it be the Vikings with um Valhalla or it's the Christians with whatever paradise they're looking for, you know, heaven, I guess you could say, uh-huh. you know, everyone wants some sort of paradise. And, and even specifically with some of these characters, you know, Thorfinn wants, uh, or d- dreams about Vinland. Yeah. Or that's kind of his paradise. Yeah. Um, there was another character. Well, Avalon, of course, but there was, a, I felt like there was another character. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, Canute mentions, uh, creating paradise in this world. Oh yeah. Um, because I guess God is not able to give that according to his definitions. Mm. Um, and then 
you then you mentioned Thor's and uh, Hordeland mm. about somewhere out there kind of being the place they find and, and maybe that being their paradise. Yeah. Um, so I, I think finding that paradise is a theme in this story. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hadn't really put all that together, but yeah, I think you're absolutely right. For sure. And, 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 and yeah, I, and also about Avalon and how, and that whole thing, how Askeladd seems to feel like he can't wait much longer for the true king to return from Avalon. I think he said that near the end of this book where he like pretty much before he goes up and pledges his loyalty to, to Knut. And so it got me thinking that what if like, or does that mean that he hopes to turn Knut into that king from Avalon? Ah, interesting. Or maybe does it mean that he himself aims to become that king himself? Uh, also a possibility. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah I, I just feel like there's something up there, you know, because, I mean, not only did he pledge his loyalty to, to Knut at the end of this, but he also confessed to having killed Ragnar, uh, mm -hmm. which was just a really interesting move, like, just unexpected move, I thought. Uh, and I just wonder, is there any anything more to that? Like, does he have any, like, concealed intentions well, there? Well, I, 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 go, I go to his conversation with Bjorn about, you know... I choose the man I follow. Yeah. And I guess maybe he came to, or he's come to the acceptance that he could never be, be a king, maybe, you know, be, be royalty. And so because Canute was able to eventually fill that role, become that person, maybe he felt comfortable in pledging himself and whatnot. And uh, maybe he is trying to make him king of Avalon or something like that. But, mm. I'm not, I, obviously I'm not entirely sure. And I, I wouldn't put it pat, past Askeladd to have something up his sleeve or some sort of plan. Absolutely. Um, but it does seem strange to me that he'd be talking about Bjorn, mm. talking to Bjorn about this um, and not, it, it seems like he's talking about it seriously, you know? Like, why would it matter if Canute can be a leader of men if you're just going to st stab him in the back anyway? <laughs> Unless you need to get him. Unless you need to get him to a certain point, which okay, maybe that maybe that is something. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, at the very least, I think Askeladd definitely noticed the change in Knut when he returned there. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought that was pretty clear based on, I guess, the the panels that we saw of Askeladd's kind of reaction to that. It, it seemed like he genuinely noticed a a difference, like a change within Knut. So. I, I right. suppose it could be genuine too. Like it's really, he's really hard to read. I think because I, 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 I really, I could see it going either way completely, like fifty-fifty, uh, with either him having something fishy up his sleeve or just genuinely choosing to follow him. Like I really could see either. Yeah, I, I agree. It's it can go either way, and just talking about Avalon and and what his mother told me, told 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 me, no, told him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> mm. that one day something will happen. What? What will happen? You just don't end it. Say it. <laughs> I, why does manga keep doing this? Ah, frustrating. Uh, what is a fine piece? Fine freedom? What woman? What? Uh, mm. <laughs> and I think this it maybe goes back to Oscar's statement that, hey, we're all slaves to something, and mm. we were trying to think of oh, what could he be a slave to? Uh, because of what mother said and the idea of Avalon, I thought I had a couple ideas. Well, what if, 
finding Avalon or creating Avalon. Maybe that's what is actually he's a slave to. Maybe it's the freedom. I think I think you mentioned that. You said, "Oh, what if he's a, free, a slave to freedom?" Maybe. Oh yeah. Maybe that's it. Um, and that's he feels like reaching Avalon would be freedom, the, the paradise, peace. Maybe that's the thing. Although he doesn't seem like a very peaceful person. So I don't know. Uh, although to be fair, he doesn't like to have outbursts. He, he, he very much values controlling himself. That's true. Yeah, that's right. That we got. That's something we got to see here in this one. Anyway, so. Hmm. Just some thoughts, and I, I know it's all just, uh, I guess, thematic, you know. I don't know if it's going to say, I am a slave to this, ever in the story, if it will say, say it like right. that, lay it out like that. <laughs> but I do like thinking, especially when a character themselves says something as profound like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's see it apply it to yourself, mister. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, I, I, think, I think I'll probably stand by what I said on, on our first discussion about him. Being a slave to freedom, supposedly, mm-hmm. or at least it's still my best guess. But uh, I think it's a pretty good guess. Mm. And actually, that's sort of, or well, I, I don't know if it, it 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 has anything to do to do with what I'm about to say. But however, he seemed, at least from what I thought, he seemed legitimately startled when Ragnar told him about Knut's father having sent Knut into the war to mm. pur- purposefully to you know with the intention of him dying in the war. Uh, mm-hmm. At least I, the way I read uh, Askeladd's kind of reaction to that, it seemed like a genuine kind of, kind of startled reaction. Yeah. Um, and so, I agree. So maybe, maybe that was like a small little step toward him starting to feel some sort of compassion for, for Knut. Well, Although obviously that was before Knut's growth happened or before his change occurred. But it might have been, it might have done something at least within Askeladd, maybe. Honestly, I think it's more so. Wow, this is a much, this is a much bigger pain than I thought it'd be. <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be harder than I thought. That's fair. <laughs> when you have dividing factions like that, that means you have to go up against a, another group of Vikings instead of just, mm. you know, from the shadows supporting one of the princes. Uh, now, now it's there may be a, a warring, uh, well, some sort of war between those two factions. True. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, and like he's not only opposing Svein, he's yeah, also. Not just the king. Yeah, yeah he's, he's opposing, opposing the other prince as well. The other prince, yeah. <laughs> true, true. So it does make it a lot more political and complicated. But something that I hadn't expected was that apparently he had had a at least somewhat of an encounter with Thorkel in the past. Like they had been at least on the same battlefield yeah. in the past. Which was very advantageous to him and, and Thorfinn in the moment since Askeladd knew one of mm-hmm. Thorkel's weaknesses thanks to that. So he was able to help Thorfinn in that duel. Uh, not, not only with the the tactic kind of giving him the, like just telling like him how to do it, but also, you know, mm-hmm. he used his sword to blind Thorkel uh, like from the sun, like the ref- reflection of the sun in, in his sword. Uh, was pretty dirty, but but I, I liked it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thorkel was getting all mad uh, that his men were uh, going to kill Thorfinn. I mean, I'm glad they didn't. But yeah, to be fair, uh, Askeladd did, you know, intrude on their battle, whether they knew that or not. <laughs> yeah, I, I I don't think, uh, or at least, yeah, I I, I don't think Thorkel noticed that 
Oscar that did that. I hope not. I, I, I at, hope at, not. The, at the very least, not on purpose. Yeah. Um, it it didn't seem like he had any sort of gripe with Askeladd in the moment. At least. I mean, it's like it's it's almost unfair <laughs> to have uh, Thorfinn go up against Thorkill like that, you know. So I'm glad Askeladd was there to, <laughs> uh, you know, give him a give him a chance. Yeah. And you know that that uh, instant actually reminds me of the Bible story of David and Goliath. I, I doubt Ooh. it. It's, it's not that one in one comparison, but. The slingshot, at least, actually, I don't remember what it says exactly, but mm. I'm pretty sure, like, the, the, the stone or whatever hits him in the head and that knocks him out. Oh. So that maybe that's a, a comparison in that yeah. <laughs> in order to de- defeat the giant, you got to hit him in the head, concuss them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, maybe. <laughs> anyway. Huh, huh. I guess my last thing about uh, Askeladd is just... When he loses control, he literally was able to cut a guy in half with a sword, like down the middle. Yeah. What in the world? That was that was brutal. Yeah, through the helmet and everything. Yeah. (laughs) So much for wearing a helmet. (laughs) God. Uh, Oh my bad, guys. I just sorry. I I shouldn't have yelled. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty funny to be honest. Just that 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 turnaround kind of. But yeah, you know he he is a beast, and I mean we knew that from his duel with with Thor's. Well, I mean obviously Thor's was better, but but still right. like Askula definitely gave him a run for his money. I just I don't just think I understood how strong he was. Like I knew Fair. he was strong, <laughs> but I didn't know he was that strong. No, no. <laughs> right. But moving on to Prince Knut next. Well, I do think Knut begins to doubt his Christian faith, or at least some of the ideals that he's been taught. Mm. I, I feel it's more so he's coming to grips with the fact that his father doesn't love him or that yeah. his father wants to kill him. Absolutely. Um, yeah, like up to now, he has definitely been in denial about his father having yeah. those sorts of feelings or those sorts of plans for him. But here, he definitely came to terms with all of that. Absolutely. So, I, mean, I, I think it's kind of a... You know, the religion symbolizes... Or at least his religious beliefs kind of symbolizes that that mindset change, um, right. from under from just thinking, oh, father can never uh, hate his child, not love his child, to well, yeah, my father wants me dead, so I'm gonna keep living. Yeah, and I and just the whole personality change, just the 180, really. It really, it really, yeah, and it went really fast too. Right, and sometimes you you see that it's like, oh, that's not well done, but I think. In this case, while it was quick, I, I thought it it made sense for what he was seeing, what he experienced, yeah, and kind of the advice that he was being given. Hmm. I I thought it it was a, a good moment. And sometimes I think our minds can be changed if we want it to. If we're seeking that, I think sometimes they can be changed fairly quickly. Yeah, um, right. Especially if it's something that we've been thinking about, you know. Absolutely, and I. I think on my first read through of this of, of 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 these volumes, I I did find it a bit, or I I thought I thought it it was a bit too fast that turnaround. Mm-hmm. That's fair. But but when I reread it today, I I thought I I I found something that made me feel like it was more realistic, or I I thought it made more sense, which was that oh. that love as he knew it actually just being discrimination. Oh, it's because like 
at the core, that's kind of one, at least one of the conclusions that I think he made during his uh, conversation with Willibald there. Mm-hmm. So I think that the fact that he came to the conclusion that the love as he had known is actually just discrimination, it spoke to him because that's what his father, like he, he thought his father loved him, but learning that that love is actually just discrimination, it's also true because he had he was being, in a sense, discriminated by his father because his father was constantly putting his brother above himself or above above Knut. Um, Interesting. And so I, I guess in, in, in that way, it, it spoke to him and made him, I guess, change his mind easier uh, because it, it, it became... I guess such more, much more of a personal thing than I, or I mean, it was already a personal thing, but I right. think this would like goes even deeper and kind of contributes even more to him changing his mind. What I find even more fascinating about that kind of idea about love, hmm. uh, is that he even comes to the conclusion, or at least Willie Ball tells him that, uh, Ragnar's love for him was just merely discrimination as well. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, having it both his, what the way his father treated him or is treating him and how Ragnar treated him is just discrimination. Um, it does make you think. And I, I think it is what drives uh, Canute to eventually change or I guess change right there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it is, I mean, I think it's a, it's a pretty cynical way to view love. I, I don't agree with that view on love. Yeah, I agree. I don't think that is what love is. Um, but it is an interesting thought, though. Like, I, I, can, I can see the logic in it. Um, and I think, right. I think it's, yeah, it, it definitely is in, an interesting way to view it, <laughs> at the very least. Agreed. And I, I, th- I think I have more thoughts about it when we talk about Willy Bald. Mm-hmm. But uh, for Canute's sake, yeah, it helps him change. And basically, he, I, I feel like he kind of, rejects god in a way rejecting god is also rejecting his father um Mm. i feel like yeah no absolutely yeah yeah because he was holding on like at the beginning of this book here he he was really holding very strongly onto the idea that every father loves his son Mm -hmm. uh and that so that goes for both both god and and his own father king spain that's what he very strongly believed or at least tried to tell himself at the very least Right. And instead of waiting for God to create paradise, he just says, I'll create paradise. And I think, again, that's a parallelism to what his father, instead of just kind of letting his father do whatever he wants and just killing him, he'll fight back. He'll create his own paradise. He'll create his own kingdom. Yeah. I I think there's some comparison to be made there as well. Absolutely. Anyway, great, great stuff uh, in terms of, I guess, character change. Yeah. I do think, even more so than the the quick character change, uh, character development, I I think it was the conversation with Bjorn that it was a little hard to believe. <laughs> like, the fact that he was able to calm Bjorn down, you mean? I mean, not just calm him down, but like push him back. Like it's like some sort of force move. Like what? <laughs> oh wait, wait, did he did he push him back? I I I kid you not. That's what I got. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> let me let me just turn to that part. It's, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna the, look for it. It's in the the later later half, like towards the beginning, I believe. Yeah. So chapter thirty nine, he gets angry face, and he he just kind of just stares at 
Oh. With with his angry face, he stares at Buren, and Buren, he walks towards Buren, and Buren just like jumps, like recoils away, like he's been pushed back, like oh, yeah. by some sort yeah. of force. Right. Yeah. 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 That's right. I. I, <laughs> like, I guess what? I. Uh, yeah. That 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 definitely was weird. I guess I I I chose to read it as Buren being intimidated and kind of. <laughs> jumping backward for that reason i i don't think there's any like physical shove though no no oh absolutely no there is not any sort of shove. there's no con contact and mm. that's why it's still funny to me because yeah. <laughs> in the way he just re he recoils back it, it, yes like that look he gives is is pretty frightening but the man is like on the mushroom drugs how could <laughs> like what does he care and then he yeah. somehow is able to calm him down look i'll give it maybe the drugs were wearing off maybe <laughs> that's what it was but yeah. I, I, it, it's just a little hard to believe that just getting angry eyes would suddenly change that one. But hey, I'm not a king. I or, or I'm not royalty. So you know, <laughs> maybe I don't have that aura. Right. <laughs> no, but I mean, you're right. You're right. It's 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 not completely realistic, but it's it, it's a good scene though. <laughs> I like it. I like it. No, so. I I yeah, I do like the scene, but yeah, yeah. you know. We need to get first. I was kind of like, oh my gosh, like <laughs> really. Mm. Uh, but uh, again, yeah, the the scene is good, and, and it shows like he's ready to take on that that mantle as a leader of men. Yeah, yeah, and, and like it, it's really interesting. Also, like it, it, obviously, as we've said, it, it's a very distinct change that happens within him. Mm -hmm. He pretty much feels like a brand new person. Like well, well, pretty yeah. much like 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 Askeladd was was uh, theorizing like he could be reborn as a new, as a new man essentially, but mm -hmm. I hope he isn't completely changed. Like something, I I hope he still mm. has that sensitive side to him as as well. Yeah, in, in yeah, there, yeah. you know, and and you know his desire to you know do things that aren't necessarily like royal kind of stuff, like you know cooking and stuff that he wasn't allowed to do. Right. Uh, for his first father, uh, like just. I hope all of that is still there. I, I, I mean, I, I expect them to be there. I, I don't, I don't think uh, they Absolutely. would be just completely gone. But I, I guess I am eager to see that after this change. I'm eager to see some of the old traits in them as well. I would be kind of disappointed if, if he becomes king. You know, however the story goes, hmm. he takes his father's throne and just kind of becomes like another one of his fathers or just another. Yeah. You know, Viking who just does whatever, or a royal king that does whatever. Uh, I mean, that's just where his character goes. That's where it goes. But I, I feel like he is, he just has a more sensitive side uh, to him. But now he just has the aura of a king. Yeah, absolutely. One last thing is, Ragnar was basically his father to him. You know, like, yeah. actually was that father figure for him. And mm. to see that figure taking away from him was really sad. Yeah. Um, and you understand why he acted so distraught. Uh, but I'm kind of with Askeladd here in that it, it maybe was needed. <laughs> 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 I mean, look, I, I don't want to encourage murder <laughs> at all. Good. <laughs> you know, and it made it sound like I was. But it did, it did really... Help Canute kind of let go of his training wheels, you know? Yeah, absolutely. At the very least, it sped up his character growth or his, right. his per per yeah. personality growth or whatever you want to say. Mm. Yeah. And uh, one quick thing about his 
brother, by the way. Uh, we we get to learn that his brother's name is Harold. Yeah. Uh, which is probably like he was probably named after their grandfather, Harold Bluetooth, who we talked about last mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. So I just thought it was interesting to get a name there for the brother. Well, I mean, I suppose anyone could have probably looked that up on you know in, in the history. In, in, sure. in history <laughs> but uh anyway my last thing on uh knut is uh, about what we talked about before about how thorkel saw the same looking knut's eyes as he had seen in thor's eyes and how well i mean i i speculated that might be like basically the pacifism kind of that kind of mentality within them and that he saw right. that through their eyes but on that i think it would be nice for Thorfinn to, it's like since obviously he hasn't got that mentality, like it, he he doesn't have any sort of pacifist mentality at least at this point mm-hmm. in time. Uh, so I was thinking it would be nice if he could learn about that from Knut uh, moving forward. Uh, would be a fun thing since he you know his father didn't have time to teach that to Thorfinn. It would be cool for for you know maybe Knut to to pass that on to to Thorfinn instead. I agree, and uh, I'm I'm intrigued to see how Thorfinn will, I guess, handle this character change for uh, Canute because obviously before he, at the very beginning he didn't think very fondly of him, mm. but I felt like over time he was starting to see Canute in a different light, um, and you know maybe as kind of a friend, but now that Canute's gone all manly man pacifist <laughs> man like i wonder uh yeah i wonder how that will change their relate their dynamic yeah 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 th- there's a lot that i'm interested in now regarding knut's change here both in terms of himself like how much has he actually changed i just want to see more mm. of him but also yeah his relations to like yeah his relationships to the other characters uh yeah for sure uh, but is, is that it on knut then moving on to Thorkel, and I'll start off by kind of continuing uh, on what I said a little while ago on uh, in the Knut discussion about Knut perhaps being able to pass on some knowledge to or some wisdom to to Thorfinn. Uh, Thorkel told Thorfinn, I think it was was it during or after their battle or before it? Uh, it was at least somewhere around the, the the duel they had. He told Thorfinn that he hadn't learned anything from Thor's. Uh, to which Thorfinn obviously he 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 got pretty pissed at that, but I I, mm-hmm. I think I think Thorkel is is right. I don't I don't think oh, Thorfinn yeah. has learned anything from his father, or at least not not anything that we've seen. And so that was what gave me the idea that it would be cool for Knut to pass some or, or to to teach Thorfinn something that his father knew. Um, sure, but there, obviously there, there's other things as well. Or there, I mean, there's a lot. There, there was so much, even though even though Thor's was really only in like the first two books or the first two volumes. There was so, there were so many like life wisdoms, kind of that that he, in in one way or another, expressed. And I think there's and mm-hmm. and like all of it went above Thor's head or Thorfinn's head. Sorry. Because he was too young to understand it, probably. So, I I guess that that's why Knut is is probably a good channel, sort of, uh, at least to 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 some of it. Good point. 
but but anyway, yeah. Uh, back back on onto Thorkel. I b- besides the fact that I, I think he was right when he said that that Thorfinn didn't yeah. hadn't learned anything from Thor's. I think it's kind of unfair of Thorkel to be like that. <laughs> I, I guess he doesn't understand the situation that that Thorfinn comes from, mm. but he knows that Thor's is dead. Thor's is what ten, eleven years of life. Uh, or Th- Th- Thorfinn's ten, Thorfinn, yeah. 10, 11 years of life with Thor's, or like six years, maybe. I, I think he was oh, like six, six years. It was six when it happened. Oh, at, at, I, I, I'm not sure if we got like an exact, but at least based on what I've been trying to figure out, I think he was about gotcha. six. Gotcha. Sorry, I, I get all mixed up. <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, fair. <laughs> but in that short amount of time, like especially as a child, it, it, you can't really expect him to, know know that or to learn no that always. But mm. I guess. You would have hoped he picked up on that that side of him, although I don't I don't think Thor Kelly himself even knows what that is. No, yeah, I mean to be fair, like Thor Kell probably spent more time with Thor's than Thorfinn did. Yeah, like six years. Surely they were part of the Jomsvikings together for at least more, probably more than six years. But when did Thor's really change, though? You know. True. Uh, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You're right. You're right. That must have been toward the very end. So yeah, you're right. Right. You're right. But uh, I do see what Thorskell is saying in that it, it is obvious that he hasn't learned what a true what it means to be a true warrior from his father. And that not only was he mad because hey, I am I you know, I am my father's son kind of a thing, but also that's kind of one of his burning questions as well. Yeah. What is a true warrior? So they they both have that in common. <laughs> right. But anyway, we did get like all I mean, we already talked about the backstory that that we got from from Thorkell, but I think that was one of the, at least I think you had some speculations or at least some desires that we would get, you know, the, the more, more answers about Thorkell's knowledge or Thorkell's relation to to Thor's right during their next encounter. So we did get that and what I thought was inter- or what I thought was, yeah, 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 pretty interesting was how uh, Thorkel cried when Thor's died, and, and he kind of mm. like when he told about it, he he, he kind of brushed it off by saying that he only, or at least it seemed like he was trying to make it sound like he only cried because he he wanted to, you know, beat Thor's with his own hands, kind of. <laughs> um, but I I do choose to I I still choose to believe that he 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 cared deeply for Thor's as a friend. Uh, is still something I, I stand by, uh, even though he kind of tried to s- seem tougher. Uh, I mean, I guess it still mm-hmm. might might be the case still, but I I like I more like the idea that he he he's trying to kind of just conceal that with other like kind of with that humor or with that other yeah. other type of mentality. I I think he cared deeply for Thor's. I think that's fair, and he was also just chilling on top of their hut. It seemed like you know the Thor's and Helga's hut. Yeah. He finds them and he's he's just chilling on the roof. Mm. So th- I'm guessing there must have been some heartache there, you know? Yeah, <laughs> like, no, absolutely. He was still trying to get over it. Uh-huh, for sure. Plus the fact that he honorably stayed quiet about Thor's and Helga's escape, I think also mm-hmm. kind of shows to his like kind of I, I right. guess friendly loyalty toward Thor's. I mean, if he just wanted to fight him, he would have told everybody and then dragged him back somehow. You know? Exactly. Right. For sure. For sure. So, so yeah, I think there was a, a, a friendship bond there. Yeah. I guess just some of the moments that happened in this uh, volume. He looks horrifying in that art when he's about to <laughs> fight 
uh, Torgrim or however, you, however you, Torgrim, however you pronounce mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that panel. It's so good. Absolutely frightening. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't blame, like, uh, Torgrim for, like, going completely blank Losing in his head insanity. after that. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's kind of sad. Like, the only survivors of Askeladd's group are those two brothers and Bjorn, I think. Yeah. At least from what we saw. And mm-hmm. and now those two brothers essentially don't know each other anymore. It's really tragic. <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't feel too bad of... Well, I do feel bad, but or the tragedy of it. But mm. Torgrim, like, he was causing trouble, man. I mean, he had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> the other brother, he was just kind of, like, hooked into it. Yeah. So I, I do I do feel a little more... A little sadder for him. True, um, true. <laughs> but wish he would remain loyal. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, actually, speaking of the whole group dying, like you know, I did not expect ears to die like that. Yeah, like, be beheaded and then use his target practice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so gruesome. His death, his death was the saddest for sure out of those. Yeah. Oh, because he was cool. Like, I, I, he 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 kind of had like a superpower in a way. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh. <laughs> oh well. Anyway, back to Thorkell. Uh, just. One other moment that just kind of blew my mind or amazed me was he punches the freaking horse mm. and downs it. Like, oh my gosh! Yeah, one punch and the horse is oh, down. Word. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was so. Yeah, that was that was uh, good. That was good. <laughs> did you notice how much taller Thorkel was over even Thor's, who I thought was a pretty tall guy? Yeah, but. Or Kel even towers over him. What? This man is huge. Yeah, I mean, he is historically known as Tor- uh, Thorkel the Tall, so he, he's got—he must have been tall. <laughs> he's got to be the tallest one. Yeah, right. Like, no one, no one can be taller. Nope. I wonder how tall uh, Thorfinn will get. Exactly. How much will he still grow? I wonder. Yeah. Because he is described as short, at least, or at least right. Thorkel. Uh, uh, refer to him as shorts. I mean, I, to him, everyone is short. But, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but, uh, like, is is Thorfinn shorter than average? I wonder. I mean, I if he's know. seventeen now, which is at least my estimation, how many? Like, how much do you actually grow after the age of seventeen? I don't think you grow that much, do you? Or, I guess it varies. It depends on the person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I suppose we'll see. <laughs> I would like if he got as tall as Thor's. I would like to see what Thorfinn would look like that. But I'm also thinking, like, well, his mother's kind of small, yeah. so maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Fair, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Thorkell really took his battle with Thorfinn seriously, and that, that, that's something I mm. really, really enjoyed. Like, not yeah. only did he, like, he stopped this man from laughing at Thorfinn at the beginning of the battle, kind of. <laughs> like, he even, like, Bonk. completely bought, yeah, he bonked one of them real good. <laughs> uh, and, and also, like, at the end, when his men, uh, like, inter- interfered in the battle... Or in the duel, like he he got really mad at them for that, and like mm. it was like like really like kind of tarnishing his his honor and like all of that, which I re- I thought that was really good to see like that side of like that that very serious side of of Thorkel, which we hadn't really seen a whole lot of before. Um, I I will say now that we've talked about in my at least in my opinion the four main characters of this at least of of, of these two volumes. Mm-hmm. At least for for this, like the 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 two books that we're talking about now, Thorkell is my favorite character in these in these books. Mm. Uh, really, especially I guess I should say probably like volume six, like the la- the latter part of this uh, combination of these two books. Like 
he i really really enjoyed his character and kind of what we learned about his backstory with thoris and all of that he he was fantastic i thought i do like him a lot but i think Askeladd is my favorite after cool. the three books yeah i mean i mean I, all in all Askeladd is still my favorite but if i'm just looking at just specifically what we're talking about today uh, ah, gotcha. I, I enjoyed Thorkel the most, but still, yeah, no, I, I Askeladd is also my favorite overall. Mm-hmm. But obviously, Knut had a great uh, character arc as well. Yeah, yeah, he he went up my list very <laughs> like rapidly <laughs> for sure. <laughs> uh, anyway, is there anything more on Thorkel? Uh, nope. Then moving on to Willibald. Willibald, oh boy, he was beginning to doubt God's love. Uh, yeah. early on in this. And and we kind of got it more or less confirmed that, yeah, he he was talking about God's love, um, earlier when we talked about it last time. Um, yeah, but his idea of God's love, I feel like, is a bit different, and maybe for mm-hmm. the time it, it was pretty accurate because, I mean, I feel like medieval Christianity was very much all about suffering and pessimism. Yeah, a, yeah. a lot of a lot of the time. <laughs> And so it's, it was kind of hard to understand what he was talking about because at one point he says, uh, death is, is what true love is. But then he talks about snow and the sky and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So don't, I wonder if it's not necessarily that death is the only thing that's true love, but all of the things of nature, all the things that don't show the ugly, the ugly side, like you, can't, you don't even have that possibility is what true love is, at least according to um, Willie Bob. Basically, anything that doesn't discriminate, that is love. That's fair. At least that's how I how I understood it, because he at least the word discrimination came up, and I, I feel like that was a common factor in everything that was described as love, and that humanity or or humans will always, in one way or another, discriminate, uh, mm. and how that's why humans are incapable of, of of in his opinion true love and that's kind of also the mentality that knut adapts he also mentions complain which i don't know is that really discrimination oh yeah i don't know man i don't know <laughs> <laughs> but i think it, it it's almost like you have to be you only have to feel or not i guess feel nothing mm. and that and that's when you have love you there is no feel but but then I, I just think about, you know, what you were mentioning about his reaction to, you know, the true warrior thing, you know, that, that mindset. Mm. And it, it feels like that made an impression on him or at least brought some sort of memory back. Yeah. So I, so is it possible to have true love? Like, and he, and he sees Canute and he's like, oh my gosh, I've seen a miracle. Is that true love? Like, it, it doesn't seem... Mm. Like it should be possible based on his criteria, right? Yeah, I mean, I think Knut he kind of assumes a persona where he strives to be that perfect man that can truly love. Mm-hmm. Perhaps like it, like, and and he he seems to genuinely try to really really achieve that, even though maybe it's according to, to him and, and Willie Wilde, maybe it is technically impossible for humans to do that because of the sins of mm. Adam and Eve. But mm. at least perhaps it's seeing that really strong dedication f- toward it. Maybe that's what he deemed, like maybe that's what he sees as a miracle. Mm. I mean, to be, and to be fair, like that character 
change. I cared about them. It was a miracle in a way. You know? <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How how quick it turned out to be. Mm. Um, so yeah, and I, again, as we mentioned earlier, I do see what he's saying. It is more. It is more of a pessimistic look on the love of God. It does get you does get you thinking um, mm. about you know do do we as human beings really love each other or are we just discriminating against each other? Yeah. Um, and is it possible to have true love? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> true love. Um, <laughs> exactly. And then here's another thing they mentioned. I think they mentioned exiled from paradise. You know, Adam and Eve, mankind was exiled from that. So that's another mention of paradise oh yeah that's right at least with with the garden of eden and and whatnot Mm -hmm. um so i guess tying that theme in but also going forward maybe we'll see uh either willie ball change his idea of what true love is or he'll see that his idea in canute and maybe thor's mindset although thor's is dead so (laughs) Mm. well yeah yeah like yeah he He's definitely like kind of like a sideline character, but he's there. He he's so interesting in like with all of his kind of well, his mindset and kind of how he in this in 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 this book here how he influenced Knut in such a massive way. So like yeah. he, he even though he is a small character, he definitely still has a big impact on the story. I think he's really interesting in that way. Almost everyone he talks to, he gets them thinking in one way or another. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Yeah, I mean, he really got the Vikings going. Like uh, mm-hmm. Thor, or wait, was it Thorkell's Vikings uh, last book where they, they, they uh, had they had this whole? Or was it Askeladd's Vikings? I can't remember now. It was Askeladd's Vikings, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was those brothers, uh, Thorgrim and Atli. Yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah. But is that it on Willibald? Yep. Okay, then moving on to Ragnar. He mentions a brother, like yeah. It, some brother out there is uh, waiting for them or is preparing something. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it jumped the gun. He died. <laughs> Very <laughs> well, sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was sad. It was it was sad. Because he was such a wholesome person. Yeah, he was very wholesome. Like, his, like, especially, I thought, seeing the scene at the beginning of this book when he and and uh, Knut and, and Thorfinn have the whole the, the dinner where they make the rabbits do and like that whole scene which is so sweet and so mm-hmm. like see you know seeing Knut's and Ragnar's relationship there which uh just very wholesome it was pretty great yeah and gl- glad we got to see that before his death i suppose um cuz yeah it really just showed that really well do do you think his death was needed like i know i mentioned i made, made my thoughts but mm. do you think it was necessary i mean yeah for the story to get to where it is right now i think yes it was mm. So I guess yes. If if he hadn't <laughs> been, if he hadn't died, though, I'm. I mean, I mean, I, we, it's really hard to say where the story would be, in that case. But well, could Canute ever become the leader of men that he's is supposedly now, if Ragnar was still alive? Like you know, twenty years down the line, could Canute still be that? I don't know. That yeah yeah that that's a really good question. I I could, I could I definitely could imagine not. You know, uh, if if yeah. uh, Ragnar died of old age, twenty years twenty years from now, then mm-hmm. maybe Knut would have never become a a, a leader at all. Mm. I, I I definitely could see that. So yes, in that in that sense, his death possibly was necessary. I mean, it's it's kind of sad that 
I guess talking about Canute again is he was born to the in the situation he was, mm. but you know he just rather had been born a son to Ragnar, you know, yeah, and right. not have all this political drama to deal with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, it's crazy. But hey, you can't choose who your parents are. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Going to what I was first saying, he has a brother out there, and I, I just oh yeah, I, I'm assuming we'll get to meet this person. Exactly. I I'm thinking the next book. I hope so. Just because, you know, where do they go from here? I I assume they're going to try to find people who are on their side and try to I guess gain that type of thing. And it sounds like that Ragnar's brother would definitely be on their side. Right, unless they're going straight to King Svein. Oh, I don't know actually, <laughs> but 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 yeah, I mean, I I do hope to see his brother, especially well, really the since brothers along the way. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that, that's all I have. Then let's talk a bit about King Svein himself next. We still don't get to see his face. No, I wonder if that's yeah. for some cause. Like, if there's a actually a reason for that like if there's something about his face that would reveal something or or if it's just for like ominous effect kind of um i could definitely see ominous effect mm. but in the beginning we see him waking up and i don't know i just got the feeling that maybe he's not doing too well Ooh. like maybe maybe he's sick or something ah. and perhaps that's why they're having this uh this quarrel between you know the subjects you know, who should be the next king is because maybe he's close to dying, um, mm. and maybe if you saw his face, you would see just how ghastly ill he is. What made you think that he was ill? Um, so one, he's just barely getting up, but I guess you could say that's oh, royalty getting to sleep in. Yeah, like, um, at least that's how I read it. <laughs> I look at his, I look at his back and. And why not? Yeah, he has scars, but he he seems to have like blotches all over his skin. I don't know. This doesn't look very healthy. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Maybe. So. Maybe. <laughs> oh, unless that's a shirt. <laughs> it looks. It looks oh, like yeah. he's he's naked, but maybe that's a shirt. <laughs> and on the page before, it looks like he's wearing some sort of cloth. Yeah, but in the back looks. I don't know. No, I I agree. I agree. On I, on, I could on, on the on those pages, it looks like he's bare chested or like bare torsoed but the, the the other reason i say that is because he's not in battle and, and maybe royalty should be fighting i don't know but he he's never in the thick of it yes he was on the sideline but i don't know it just didn't didn't seem like a a viking king would be not ready for battle himself mm, yeah i don't know uh but i mean yeah he, he might be old and uh he might he might be old and dying it's possible but uh, Svein said in this book that if only Knut had greater affinity for ruling than his brother Harald uh, is a line that he says. And that made me think that Svein might see some other quality in Knut that he doesn't see in Harald. Uh, but, but since Harald, like, he, he deems Harald to be the superior ruler, uh, so with that he kind of has no hope for Knut regardless of potential other mm. strengths that he might see in Knut. Mm-hmm. Uh, or at least that, that that's kind of the way I read that line. It could be basically that he sees some good qualities in Knut, but not necessarily what is the most crucial for leading a country. 
and that perhaps Harold has the better ruling qualities, but not those other things that might also be good, but not as essential. And that's kind of why he said that line that kind of, if only Knut had the greater affinity for ruling than his brother Harold, that if he had, then he would have wanted Knut to, to be his successor instead, perhaps. Oh, maybe. I'm not sure about instead, mm, yeah. but def- I, I mean, I definitely feel like there's maybe a, maybe a bit of lamentations there. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah, yeah, I, and and I might I might just be reading too much into it, but it was just still a thought I wanted to to throw out there. I tell you, as someone who doesn't feel bad about all that, freaking Floki, yeah. he's like all <laughs> smiling. He's like, "Yeah, it's it's the most lamentable and grievous event of my liege." <laughs> oh no! I wonder who Floki supports. <laughs> Damn you, Floki! Dude, man, this guy's not even hiding it. No. Uh, I also I, I like the wrinkles that that Yukimura added, like going like from his nose to his like the corner of his mouth, uh, kind of at after the time skip, because uh, when when mm. like at the beginning when he came to Iceland, I don't think he had those. I might be misremembering, oh, okay. but I don't think he had those. But then like ever since the time skip, then he has he's had those wrinkles there. I thought that that was a fun addition, if they were added. I I guess I could be wrong, but I, I don't think they were there the first time we saw him. Gotcha. Anything more on? Svein. No. Okay, I have... Then, well, I, I only have one other character, and it's very briefly. I wanted to just mention Anne again, uh, the girl from the previous book. J- yeah. Just glad she survived, and, you know, she was able to get the message out about the, like, well, yeah, Askeladd's group that destroyed her home completely. We're probably not going to see much more of her, uh, sadly. Yeah. We talked about we yeah. we talked about her for quite a while last time because <laughs> because there was a lot of potential there. I still think so. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. at this point, I don't really think we'll see much more of her. I've also kind of started to lose faith in seeing anything more of Hordaland, who we saw in the first book. Like, I feel like both of those might just be kind of one and done for one perhaps. Done. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, even though I, yeah, I would have loved to see more of both of them really. I guess Hordaland was just to emphasize the fact that slavery is a thing and that it could happen to anybody. Yeah, true, true. And also the 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 concept of Vinland and finding paradise. Mm. Yeah, I mean it was a really good scene, um, mm. and 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 also like the transition from that scene to like kind of going back in time to Iceland and Leif Erikson's story about Vinland and all that. So yeah, it it definitely served a purpose. But yeah, definitely. On story, I think is is done here. Yeah. Um. Oh well, I, <laughs> you know, is what it is. I hope she has a happy life. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, I, I I'd imagine if if I was like maybe like fourteen reading this story for the first time and being like super into it, I would probably write like a fan fiction where Anne is like the main character, <laughs> just kind of where her life goes or something like that. I could totally imagine having done that. <laughs> <laughs> but. Anyway, I am almost 27 now, so I will not write that fanfiction. But uh, do you have any other characters you would like to talk about? Bjorn is still loyal to Askeladd, even after all that. Uh, I I commend him for that. Hmm. Um, And then Floki, obviously he supports Harold. Um, At at least that's the vibes I'm getting. Um, And he, he might have even more planned, I'm not sure, but at the very least... Yeah, he's supporting that prince. Still want to know more about um, 
why he felt the need to kill off Thor's like he did. I probably stand by what I said when we in our first discussion about it being kind of a combination of uh, like a, a combination of, of him not liking Thor's as a person after the fact that he deserted the Young Vikings, and and mm-hmm. also the fact that he feels kind of threatened by the status that Thor's might take if he did return to the Young Vikings, and, and that he might like like Floki might kind of lose some kind of points or respect within the Young Vikings if someone cooler than him would come back. Kind of. <laughs> Uh, it's still it's still essentially my my thinking on that oh no he's so cool (laughs) i mean it's true (laughs) curse you thors and your epic coolness (laughs) um i mean you got a point like maybe uh king what's his name like the baltic sea king what what or like the yom's viking leader or yeah, yeah, uh, Sigval, Sigvaldi. Sigvaldi, whatever. yeah. I, I don't think he's technically a king, even though he. Right, excuse me. Called... Excuse me. The, the title, Battle King. Of right. The, I, I know. I know he's not a king. Mm-hmm. Chieftain, I think, is what they called him. Right. Anyway, maybe he's not long for the world as well, or as I don't know. I guess I don't know if the, True. the actual king is ill or not. But maybe he's not long for the world. Mm-hmm. And there was talk from Thor. We heard from Thorkell that Thor's was going to be the next in line. I mean, clearly, after marrying his daughter, I think that was obvious. Um, so, perhaps Floki wanting that position, if Thor's came back to the picture, that'd be an issue. Exactly. Right. Precisely. That that kind of goes along with that. But yeah, I think I think it could be for those reasons. Yeah, and I think that's everything I have. Yep, I, I think I'm good. Cool. Then. That brings us to the final bit. Uh, obviously, we always sprinkle some speculations and predictions throughout the character discussions, but mm. is there anything that you have left as far as those sorts of things go? Yes, I do. Askeladd, what is going to happen to him? Like, <laughs> yeah. he he joins Canute and uh, along with Thorkel, and I I don't know, like, he seems pretty banged up, and, and maybe he'll heal, but... I I was I was kind of worried like he might he might die by the end there so I guess that <laughs> some of my speculation or some of my worries is coming out in the speculation that uh, is he going to last forever? He was talking about Ragnarok. Yeah. He wants that peace, potentially that freedom. Uh, I don't know. I'm not entirely sure, and I I really don't think Thorfinn is going to be the one to do it. I I think that's going to be. <laughs> A thing he's going to have to see happen before his eyes, and he's going to be really mad, and <laughs> angst, uh, and then someone will help him get over it. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and who knows, maybe maybe it be Floki who comes in and does something, although he seems to kind of want to stay away from the fighting at this point. Well, we'll see, we'll see. Maybe he'll come in. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't think Thorkel will die yet. No. Or, I mean... I mean, who knows? I mean, so the next book, if I'm not mistaken, will get us caught up with anime season one. Okay. So I guess somewhere in the back of my head, I might know some, some things that might happen, but really it's, it's very, I, I, do, I do not remember remember much at all. But but I, I do see more hope for Thorkel to live than Askeladd, I will say. Yeah. That's how I feel. Just because Thorkel kind of feels like 
Although he does really want to die on the battlefield. But 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 <laughs> he kind of feels like an almost indestructible person. I, mean, I, I think he will die eventually. But at, at this point, it, it feels that he's going to be more of a staple to go. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm digging my own grave here. <laughs> <laughs> he dies the first chapter next volume. Oh my gosh. You can't, no, no. Um, so yeah, that's, I think those are, are the potential deaths. I, 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 who knows about Bjorn? I think Bjorn could end up still living and maybe, I really hope he does. He seems very injured. Like he seems more injured than Oscar led right now. Um, yeah, true. At least in, I, I thought so. Uh, so I, I do worry about uh, a bit for Bjorn. I, mean, I worry for these dreadful people, but I, 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 I do, I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean sometimes got sometimes has to pass, right? Or 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 is Thorfinn gonna have a broken arm until the end of this? End of this this war with with Britain and and I guess this upcoming war between Canute uh. and his father. Like, is he just gonna have a broken arm the whole time, or is it? Are they gonna wait till spring? Uh, I mean, I don't know exactly how, how, like, when this whole war ended and stuff like that. I do hope there's time for his arm to heal, though. <laughs> definitely. Right, because it, it's definitely broken. Like, oh, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> that panel where he stands there and just, just falls down, kind of just tips down. It was so funny. <laughs> uh, uh, but... Yeah. So. I think those are the extent of my predict. Actually, so I think in the next book we will see Canute, I guess, start his battle against his father. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if it'll conclude next volume because it almost feels like mm. one an end of an an arc happened in this book, and now we're starting in a new arc. Like almost a change of focus. Yeah, yeah, kind of, um, kind of does feel like kind, that. Yeah. kind of uh-huh. like maybe, maybe like a a, a mid arc change. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that that's gonna happen. Um, I still wonder about Norway. Like, what are they doing during this whole time? Are they just minding their own business, or are they seeing like a chance to attack something? Of oh gosh, what if they go after Iceland? If Norway goes after Iceland. Yeah. Oh. Why would they though? I don't know. I guess I'm. I'm also trying to think how to bring Iceland back into the story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we we do want we do want that. Like you know, we got right. we got Ilva over there. We want we we want more of her. I need more of her. <laughs> was there any? I don't think. Wait, was she even in this vo- this book? Nope. I don't think she was. Nope. This it's... is the worst book in the series. <laughs> <laughs> it's very. It's very sad. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right, that's all. That's all I have. Did Did you have any? Well, I guess you already yeah. you already saw the season, but do you have any predictions that you yeah. want to just shout out? Uh, not really. I mean, I mean, first of all, as I said, I I really don't remember the anime, especially the letter, like the coming half of it, or the coming bit of it. I don't remember it very well at all. So, well, I mean, we, uh, we what we know for sure is that they're going to 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 try to take down King Svein Forkbeard. So that's something I look forward to. How they go about that, obviously, I, I, I do not know. I, I legitimately actually don't know. Uh, but I, I look forward to seeing kind of how that goes about. And what I will say is that the front cover of the next volume, and you know, as, as we said in, in our first discussion, the English books are 
two volumes in one. So the vo the book that contains volumes seven and eight, uh, the cover of it has Askeladd on it, and he's wearing a crown, like a king crown. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So. Uh, so I, I had the volume, but I I didn't I haven't really looked at the cover. Mm, mm. Um, I I knew as well. I knew Askeladd was on it, but I didn't I didn't see the crown. Mm, mm. So that's interesting. Oh, maybe his maybe he is a little more nefarious than I thought. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm excited. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's end this so we can go so I can go read it. <laughs> or wait. Or actually, wait. Sorry. Let, let me let me correct myself. He's not wearing the king's crown, but he's like oh the the crown is hanging off of the tip of his sword that he's keeping. Like he's holding a sword over his shoulder, and then the crown is is hanging on the tip of the sword. So he's not wearing it technically, but there's still that king crown. Right. Right. Still juicy. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Very very juicy. <laughs> So, yeah, very excited for that one, both because of, I guess, the cover art of the volume, but also because the fact that I will get caught up with any little thing that I still might know. So, yeah, yeah, I'm very, very excited for that. Uh, what One random thing. At the end of this volume, it says, like, see you June 2014 for the next book. Yeah. <laughs> Like 2014. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Like... And, and, and that's the English release. The Japanese release was at least a few years before that, because I think the first volume, yeah. like it took a while for them to start adapting these into English books. Uh, so I think the gap between at this point in the story was bigger than it is now, I think. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> it's been going on for a while. I think the first chapter at least published in a magazine, I think was in 2005. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. But I suppose that's all for this week of Umami Manga. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you enjoy our content, you can follow us on Twitter at Umami Manga, and it would be lovely if you'd like to support us by either rating our show on the podcast platforms or subscribing to our channel Umami Manga on YouTube. If you like this episode, please share it with anyone you think might enjoy it too. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time when we'll talk about volumes 7 and 8. Bye-bye. See you later. memories you wish you didn't have it was kind of an open mic kind of a situation Ooh. and i decided to sing a certain song i can't remember what song it was it may have been um something about the fray hmm. something like that it, it was definitely not an original song right um but all these people there were you know they had instruments they were even in a band of uh, singing their own songs and then here comes this college kid singing like you know like he's on karaoke or something like that oh gosh it's so embarrassing <laughs> like looking back at it i thought it, i i just i just wanted to sing somewhere but i could tell i was getting some weird looks mm. i was like this is not the place and <laughs> but i didn't even think about it too much at at the time it wasn't until a little later on that i was thinking i was like wait a minute oh i really wish i didn't do that <laughs> <laughs>